Hello and welcome to the Consumer Friend podcast. Uh, as you hopefully know by now, at Consumer Friend, we believe everyone should have some knowledge of their rights when they're purchasing goods, services or digital content. What they're entitled to, what they're not entitled to, no, they don't have to helicopter you personally to Tenerife if your flight gets cancelled. You can find loads of information on our website, consumerfriend.org.uk. We are constantly adding new content to the website in terms of trained in two, where you can understand your rights on topics in two minutes, fun videos. We've been practicing with TikToks this week. Well, I haven't been practicing with TikToks this week. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm refusing. Uh, Sophie and Lou have. Uh, but you can also find our podcasts on the website, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible and all good podcast providers and some rubbish ones. So today I am here with Sophie, who you met on the introduction podcast, co-founder of Consumer Friend and all round amazing person. How are you today, Soph? Uh, may I say you are looking Aww. terrific down the screen? Oh, the compliments. I would pay them back, but... Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm very, very well today, Adam. You know, it's it's a bit grotty outside. The sun is not shining, but I'm here with you to do another amazing podcast. So I couldn't get well, any better. that sounds amazing. Well, if you're here with me, it's going to be perfect. <laughs> um, we are recording on the Sunday just before. We, we, we're sun- Sunday morning. This afternoon, it's the England versus Germany ladies, women uh, in the Euro final. Uh, so we don't know the result. You're, by the time you're listening to this, you'll know the result. So I'm going to do two reactions. Yay, we won it. Brilliant. Well done, girls. Awesome. What awesome stuff. Woo-woo-woo. Or there's... Oh, don't finish. worry. There's always next time. We'll get it. We'll get them next time. So delete one out. Um, right, okay. Uh, so today we are going to talk about rights when buying services. I have to say, when we decided on this topic, I thought, oh, what do we really mean by services? I thought it was quite limited to kind of just haircuts. <laughs> I kind of thought that's what it is. Uh, but actually, no, we use services all the time. Um, so if your car, your car needs fixing, hotels and accommodation, insurance, taxis, all that kind of stuff. Uh, anything else, Sophie, you can think of? Yeah, I guess uh, gardening, wedding catering, getting your roof fixed in your house. There are so many different services. And I think services are one of those things that feel they feel a bit more personal than going and buying goods in shops. They normally involve something that you're quite invested in. So something that's, you know, your property, um, your house, your body, your hair, your eyelashes, your nails, whatever it might be. Um um, with the cost of living crisis, it's really vital right now that we are educating consumers about their consumer rights. Consumer confidence is at an all-time low since the 70s. That, that's that's pretty shocking. That's a shocking statistic. Um, what do you mean by consumer confidence? Up. Consumer confidence in the sense of um, people being confident in their rights, what products are available to them, um, the longevity of products. Oh, there's a whole range of things when it comes to consumer confidence. Um, confidence in markets, it's, it's not great at the minute, which where we've got rising levels of consumer vulnerability potentially as well, means that if we don't know what we're looking for, what our rights are in relations to services, we are definitely more likely to be caught out, for example, by rogue traders. Um, and that's a really big topic and something that kind of will go hand in hand in that in the next few podcasts that we do we'll be looking at how to find a trusted trader that's going to be a big topic and we yeah we just must really bear that in mind when we think about services perfect so 
In terms of the Consumer Rights Act 2015, everyone stay awake. Everyone stay with me, please. Consumer Rights Act 2015, <laughs> when, uh, when buying services, what are we expecting? Okay. I know Lou gave a really brief rundown of the Consumer Rights Act last week, so we won't delve into what that is. I think you all know if you've been listening to our podcast. Um, I'm still really concerned about Louise's cold toes. Um, they may even they, they they might reappear in this podcast in her absence. Um, <laughs> she might have to. She might. She might have to. The use of some kind of chiropractor for her toes that have come off. I don't. I'm not. I'm not chiropractor. That's no, a bad, I don't. It? What's, what's the what's the what's the chiropodist? I get confused between well, the two. Or maybe but, uh, a doctor gonna help, to is it? sew them back on. No. <laughs> I'm, just trying to link, I'm just trying to link it to a service somehow. <laughs> nice try. Um, I think Louise's toes are dead and buried right now. They're gone. Um, okay, they're gone. They're long gone. We, we can't find them. Um, <laughs> so services. When you have a service carried out, so hairdressers, um, your car fixed, there's a number of things that you are entitled to. And they are... Having the service, so the first thing, having the service carried out with reasonable care and skill. Do you know what that means, Adam? So I would look at that and I would I would suggest that the person carrying out the service that I've requested should be qualified. Am I expecting them to be qualified? And how would I... But, the, but my yeah. issue with that is how would I know that they've been qualified? How do I check that? How much research do I have to do as the consumer mm-hmm. to make sure that that person is qualified to do the service that I want them to do? Of course. It's a bit like how long is a piece of string? There are a number of things that you can do. You can look at whether they're a member of a trade association. You can ask to see qualifications. But I think it's worth highlighting that reasonable care and skill is industry specific so there isn't an actual definition for what reasonably reasonable care and skill means and it isn't determined by the end result so for instance if I go to the hairdressers and I haven't discussed with my hairdresser what kind of haircut I want I just walk in and I say to the hairdresser I want a haircut and I sit down and we don't discuss what their haircut looks like they get the scissors out. They chop my really long hair into a really short haircut. And at the end, I'm really narked and I'm upset because that's not what I asked for. But they did that haircut to a high standard. So it's neat. It's even. It's symmetrical. It's, it's, a, it's a good job. It's a good haircut. It's just not what I wanted. That, that doesn't mean that they've not carried out that job without reasonable care and skill. I didn't stipulate before sitting down in that chair what I wanted. I just said, cut my hair. And that's what they did. However, if I go to the hairdressers and I sit down and I say, right, cut my hair. I want my hair to be bright orange and I want it to be a bob. That means just above my shoulders. Here's a picture. This is what I'm asking for. An orange bob. What a look. Why would you you do that? (laughs) Why not? Why wouldn't you? (laughs) Okay, fine. Whatever. Just orange bobs, right? They're coming yeah. back in. I'll tell you that now. Right, so you go, you have an, you go, that's what you want. And you you sit on the chair and you're there for a few hours. You get to the end of your haircut. You've got half a head of hair that's orange, half a head of hair that's blue, and one bit shorter than the other. Right, that means they haven't carried out that haircut with reasonable care and skill, I would say, because they don't know what they're doing. Because they should understand what I've asked for. They should know how to make both sides of my hair 
orange and equal and even, and they haven't. So there you would argue lack of reasonable care and skill, 100%. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I have to say, when I was about 15, I went and got my hair cut and the barber absolutely butchered my hair. He kind of grew uh, I, I, I went to a good Catholic school. Um, it was quite strict. Uh, and the <laughs> barber actually butchered me. I zero, like grade zero, back and sides, kind of did some crazy thing on top. My mum went to the barbers and she was furious. Italian mother, uh, very, very <laughs> furious, very, very passionate about her furious, about her fury. Had an absolute go at the barber. I mean, I don't think we got a refund. I don't think it really mattered. Um, mm-hmm. And then I got detention for about two weeks from Mr. Malone from oh, my terrible that's haircut. So and I think it ruined my chances of being head boy. Uh, I'm not entirely sure that's true. Maybe that's what I tell myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You keep, you keep running with that story, Adam. Yeah. All right. Oh, Adam. <laughs> I don't think I was ever going to be head boy. My sister was head girl. I was never going to live up to that. No, I understand that. Okay, so reasonable care care and skill done. What what else? What the other other things? So next is that the service is completed within a reasonable time. So reasonable time is, again, sector specific. When I say sector specific, so sector is the hairdressing sector, the calf mending sector uh, whatever it is um unless you pre-agreed a time um so pre-contract information you've you told them that you know you need this done and they said it's going to take 20 days 20 years unless you've agreed that in advance then it should be a reasonable time so your haircut should take a reasonable amount of time for a haircut you should not be sat in a chair for a whole day if you're literally just having your, your, your split split ends trimmed off. See this again. We spoke about this two weeks ago with Louise about the re- the whole reasonable word and how yeah almost wishy washy it is, and you don't mm-hmm. really know what a reasonable time is, a reasonable time period is. You don't know what a reasonable care and skill is, and it like you say, it's kind of up to you to do your research and kind of figure out what that yes. actually is. Absolutely. We've got to take responsibility as consumers and that's why we're here and that's why websites like us hopefully will, you know, serve to educate people about what their rights are because people don't know. It is hard. You do have to take responsibility and things can be complicated and not easy to understand and these are big words but do your research. If you're a consumer, do your research. Look on the internet, ask your friends and family but make sure you do a bit of preparation before you engage in a service about what reasonable time is okay all right fine also i hate getting my hair cut i honestly the short the, I, i'd pay extra for it to be sh- a shorter amount of time i i absolutely hate it then they start talking to you about stuff and it's in this you know it's the same conversation they had they've they've had 12 times today you know like, i'm really sorry but i know you've had this conversation i, I don't say this i go oh yeah that's something i, I kind of commit to the small talk but i just hate it <laughs> I am. Um, I don't know what hair that you've Oi! got to have cut, but yeah, hey, I totally see it's still there. Just okay, really right? It's. it's I, I get that it's thinning, <laughs> and I know we've got. We, we do actually have in our notes. How long should it take for you to get your hair transplant? Asking for a friend. Either <laughs> <laughs> it's still there a little yeah. bit. I'm. I'm clinging on. Asking for a friend. 
<laughs> clinging on. Yeah, I think there should be uh, silent hairdressers invented so you can go and you know that all you need to do is tell them what you want and after that you don't yeah, have to talk to each other. Perfect. That's there, there, There's a business I'll idea, there. silent hairdressers. I love that idea. The silent snip. Yeah, the, the silent, silent snip. snip. That sounds Somebody. dodgy, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does a bit, actually. <laughs> okay, so reasonable, reasonable period. Um if no time it was agreed in advance. Okay, next. Mm-hmm. Reasonable price. So here we are back to one of these, again, one of these things that we're not certain what it means. What is a reasonable price? Services that we use frequently, such as uh, hairdressers again, um, you will know what a reasonable price is, I think. And if you know that you're going to a, a celebrity hairdresser, that the price might be a little bit more expensive. But I think the price element comes into it when you're having like bigger pieces of work done. So maybe your kitchen refitted, something really expensive done. That reasonable price thing is it's so important to um, go and get a couple of quotes. So speak to numerous traders about you know how much they would charge you for a job to ensure that you are looking across the board don't just go to one business trader and say you know how much is it and they say thirty thousand pounds and you go okay then because that could be completely unreasonable so again do your research get numerous quotes from different people and that will give you an average cost across the board and will help you with that reasonable price element yeah yeah but again unless pre pre-agreed up front so. Again, it's, it's it's hard to find a trader, isn't it? The the, the, the trader thing is is going to be tricky, and I, and I I don't know when we've got that podcast kind of booked in to do if we have got it booked in yet. But I know it's certainly on our list. Uh, finding yeah. a good trader is yeah. is very difficult. I mean, I we always suggest you should kind of ask family and friends first and for their recommendations because they're the people that have got your back. Um, and and kind of mm-hmm. be wary of kind of the trust pilot reviews. Uh, as some of them can be mm-hmm. faked, so be be wary of, of fake reviews. Um, but yeah, definitely do your research and definitely get at least three quotes if you're going to do some kind of big job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So in summary, there are your three things, reasonable care and skill, reasonable time, reasonable price. If any one element, part of those things is, is uh, not followed through or or done correctly then you have got a right to find some sort of um, resolution redress or get your money back Um, there's you've got options going forwards but they're your three key elements so i'm not happy with the service that i've received um let's go with the fact that let's go with the wedding caterer one because that's kind of a one-off service i'm not going to get married again well i'm I'm certainly not going to get married again, <laughs> even if this current one is your wife in yeah, No, she's not. No, she's gone out. She's taken her uh, Even if this current one comes to an end, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get married again. So that wedding caterer has, can only do the job once. And what if I'm not happy mm-hmm. with that with the catering that I've had? What if you know the, a bunch of 14 year olds turned up, not enough of them, and they were throwing food all over the place and I was really upset it kind of ruined my day what's what do I do then okay so when we look at what our entitlement is there's a couple of factors to consider so one is called repeat performance which basically means asking them to do the job again which as you've just stated 
you can't ask them to do that job again because you only get married once, we hope. Um, (laughs) Same here. (laughs) Or not. Um, So you can't ask them to redo the job. But there'll there'll be other services that you engage with that you can ask them to redo the job. So you could ask them to redo your haircut. You could ask them to redo... Um, an element of your garden and if you weren't happy with it to improve it or to make it better and we have to give businesses traders the opportunity to do that that's first and foremost but in the wedding catering situation you can't ask somebody to redo it so you would be potentially looking at some form of partial refund Um, again this this comes back to the what you've discussed and had committed to in advance of that catering so you can only really claim for what you've asked for so if you if you asked for a thousand curries and you only got 800 then you would be entitled to ask for partial refund for the for the curries that you didn't get I suppose um but you are dependent on and this is why it's so vital that 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 pre those pre discussions. If you haven't had those discussions, it makes things a lot harder. Um, and anything that's written is also binding, particularly when a consumer relies on it. So if you're going to do wedding catering, if you're going to go to caterers, you probably need to have that written. What you've agreed, what you've discussed, you're reliant upon it for your wedding. It's a big deal. It's a massive deal. Um, and there there are things that will impact on your decision to contract with that company. So. Top tip here is always, I would say, have things written down, communicate really effectively with somebody providing a service. So in that situation, if you weren't happy, if something wasn't carried out, if that catering wasn't done within with reasonable care and skill or it wasn't done within a reasonable time, you would have right a right to go back to that company and ask probably in this situation for a partial a partial um, uh, refund. Depending, did you eat the food? Did you not eat the food? How much of the food did you eat? There's so many anomalies yeah. there, but you would be entitled to so each case. Each case on its though. merits. Okay, fine. So potentially, yes. though, that these traders, these businesses, might not know what their commitment is under the consumer consumer rights act. They might not have an understanding of mm. of of their their what's the word I'm looking for obligations obligations their obligations yeah. under the consumer rights act so they might just turn around and go uh no i'm not going to do that you've already paid me it's done now see you later i'm not, I'm not going to engage mm-hmm. then what do i do well then you'd be going down a complaints procedure process wouldn't you so they would be always be the next steps when you're dealing with situations like this is that you try and sort it out informally and give a business the, the opportunity to put things right but if the business doesn't understand their rights. Yes, Adam, he's got his hand. You back. could, I mean, point them in the direction of consumerfriend.org.uk, which could then explain <gasps> what their what their you obligations could. are under the Consumer Rights Act. What a great idea you that is! Absolutely, could do that. <laughs> what a great idea! Round of applause for Adam. <laughs> Anyone would think that he'd work for the business. Um, you, but I, I'm sure there's some legislation actually that that um, stipulates that. Uh, businesses actually have a legal duty to respond to complaints um, and have a complaints procedure and deal with consumers that complain. Uh, my dog's just barked in the background. If anybody hears that, I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> I think everyone's used to it now. In the, in the last two and a half years, everyone is used to dogs barking in the background now and people being yeah, disrupted by parcels arriving at the door. Sorry, you've got to go. Parcel at the door. <laughs> sorry, parcel. Um yeah, 
So if you get if you hear it's just Percy having a little bark to himself, bless him. Um, so yes, I think businesses have a, a duty to have a uh, complaints procedure. So you would then need to begin a complaints procedure in writing, always in writing, always keep logs and records of all communications that you're having. Um, if you can agree a way forward with the business, that's always preferable. But you know, we know, you know, I know that that's not always what happens. We deal with this a lot in trading standards. It's bread and butter work, which is assisting people with other forms of dispute resolution, problem fixing. So um, alternative dispute resolution being one of them. Some businesses may belong to a trade association. Um, so a body that oversees them, regulates them. So you may be able to go there and ask them to help and intervene and get involved with your complaint. Um if not, you might be able to go to an ombudsman, so somebody that, again, can help you unpick a problem. That's what ombudsmen do and f- help you find a, a resolution. Um, and then ultimately the, the end result, which is we really don't want to get there, would be the small claims court. And we won't go into that because hopefully you will never need to get to that stage. And more often than not, these types of disputes will be solved way, way, way before it gets to court. I went to small claims court once with a man because he had a falling out with somebody who sold him a one koi carp, a koi carp. And we had to go all the way to the small claims what? court for this poor koi carp. How much was the koi carp? It wasn't big enough. I don't know, about 75p. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully if you follow... What we're saying, you won't end up going to a small claims court for the sake of 75p. <laughs> no, don't do that. Do not do that. And I got quick, I got kicked out of the courtroom as well by the judge because he determined that I had too much knowledge as a trading standards officer to support the guy. I thought I was there as this, this there's this thing in law called a Mackenzie friend and I thought I was there as his Mackenzie friend, but I wasn't because I had too much knowledge. This was when I was a, a baby in my trading standards career and I got fully ejected from the court. Oh, the shame. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> you could... Kicked out. Oh, well. It's a good story. It's a good story. Something to, something to tell the kids. <laughs> you live and learn. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Well, unless there's anything else you want to mention around services, I think we're done. No, I think that's pretty much it in a nutshell. And as Adam said earlier, head over to the website. You've got our trained in two documents. Um, There is a whole raft of information on there. If I've not made sense, I'm sure something that's written down will make sense. (laughs) Go and have a look. And also, there's going to be a few TikToks around services and goods coming out over the next couple of of weeks, we think. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I'm refusing to do it, so... uh, Mm. It's going to be just you and Louise. Also, I mean, no. I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself <laughs> down and I'm kind of raising your status. I'm not the best. I've got a face for radio, but whereas you guys are yeah. beautiful, and <laughs> I think it's best if you know you put yourselves out there as the face of the team, and I'll just hide in the background, just speaking every now. All and right, again. Adam. Whatever. Uh, We're getting you on a TikTok. You will be on a TikTok <laughs> okay, if it fine, kills whatever. me. Uh, um, yeah. 
So, yes, we've still got... Check it out tomorrow. Consumerfriend.org.uk. Please get on the website. Um, if you like the podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a five-star review. Uh, and obviously say something as well about how wonderful it is. Um, you can get in touch with us through the website at consumerfriend.org.uk at the Contact Us day, uh, page. Um, our email address is on there as well, but it's info at consumerfriend.org.uk. Uh, and that is it for today. Thank you very much, Sophie. Thank you, Adam. And we'll, we'll see you guys in a, in a couple of weeks. I'm not too sure what, what, it, what we've got planned in for the next two weeks, but we'll, I'm sure we'll figure it out. Then the next podcast, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's on a list somewhere. I tend not to worry about it until, Mate, until, yeah. until the moment. I live for the now, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Right. Live, live dangerously. <laughs> right. Thank you very much, everyone. <laughs> See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.